Hello, everybody. Welcome back to the Talk and Smack podcast presented by the Griffcast here at Canisius College. Another busy week in college hoops. Six Mac games to talk about, so we'll get right into it. My name is Aiden Jolly alongside Adam Borski. Let's do it. teams were in action this past weekend uh we'll start with quinnipiac and niagara uh ending in a split niagara takes the opener on friday 59 to 56 and quinnipiac takes the second one on saturday 78 to 69 yeah i think uh I think our, our uh, assumptions about how every series is pretty much going to be a split, it finally happened this weekend. It, it happened. <laughs> <laughs> as, as crazy as that is to say, we finally got a prediction right, it seems. But, uh, yeah, I mean, that's – I feel like these are two teams that are kind of on a similar uh, a similar level Back. in the yeah. conference. Um, you know, You know, I don't think either are expected to really – contend for the title but i no. think that they're teams that could maybe potentially make some noise you know what i mean if they get they get hot um at the right time um you know marcus hammond had 22 in the loss on saturday i believe i want to say that that was he was the high scorer of both yes he was over the weekend um 19 off the bench for brendan mcguire in that game oh yeah good, good game from him good good shot there but uh but yeah i know i think that's uh I would say if there was any any series that was going to be a split, I would think it'd be that one, <laughs> right? <laughs> For sure, of, of, of the games right, over right. the weekend. <laughs> well, yeah, the big result uh, from the weekend came on Friday, as St. Peter's handed Sienna their first loss of the year. It was snapping Sienna's 16-game winning streak that dated back to last year. Um, kind of a surprise. Um, Jalen Pickett did play, but he did not play well. Only had eight points, uh, one for six shooting. He did he did have seven assists, but uh, just the scoring and the shooting was not there for Sienna in that game. And uh, you know, St. Peter's took advantage of it. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know, like like we said, there's no team in this league that's invincible, and obviously Sienna's not that. And you know, we saw that on Friday. We kind of saw it on Saturday too in their win. Uh, granted, the Saturday game is a really ugly one. Final score was 47 to 40 in uh, that one. Nobody, neither side played well. I guess it was, you know, more of a defensive game, uh, which St. Peter's and Siena tend to have these defensive games um, at times. But again, you know, second game, we've said it all year, second game teams don't usually play as well as they did in the first one. And uh, we definitely saw that in this series. Yeah, no doubt. I mean, you look at the some of the numbers on the Saturday game. I mean, Santa shoots 32% from the floor, uh, St. Peter's 26%. Um, I mean, both sides uh, piling on the turnovers. Sienna had 16, St. Peter's had 14. Um, so, you know, to your point, a very, very <laughs> ugly game of basketball. Yeah. Um, no, no player in double figures for St. Peter's. Uh, Manny Camper had 12, Pickett had 11. And uh, King had 12 for Sienna. Um, so, obviously, that, that made up the bulk of their their scoring. Mm-hmm. Um, but, again, a bit of a quiet game from Pickett. Um, you know, you mentioned uh, on Friday he, he had a little bit of a, an, an off night. Uh, three of 13 uh, from the field, one of six from three, uh, four of five from the line to give him the 11. Also had uh, five rebounds, five assists to go along with a steal and a block. So wasn't, you know, wasn't all bad. It wasn't like he was just mm. 11 points and nothing else. He, he was contributing, but right. um, either way, uh, you know, he was coming back from that injury. Of course, it was a hamstring. Right, right. Injury, yeah, I believe that uh, kept him out of the rider series. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, uh, you know, might've just been him. Might've just been cold, you know, hadn't played in a little while. Um, you know, I mean, that might, you know, who, who knows if that is the explanation or not. could have just been an off weekend for him, but um yeah, I mean, St. Peter's, that's a, that's a big win. You know what I mean? As it you mentioned, a, it's, it's a really big win for them. Yeah, I mean, as you mentioned earlier, you know, no team in this league is invincible. And, you know, that was on display on uh, on Friday. So, um, you know, for Shaheen Holloway and his team to uh, to get a win that uh, of that proportion within the conference, I'm sure that that's got to 
uh, you know, build some, build some confidence and to almost pull it off uh, the next day, uh, you know, almost pull off a stunning, stunning sweep. That mm-hmm. definitely would have been the, the shocker of the year so far in conference play. Um, yeah. I mean, I, I think they got to be holding their heads high about that. Mm-hmm. And def- yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And uh, you know, we're getting to the point in the year where, teams are basically just starting to figure themselves out and we're seeing a lot of teams in you know 500 play uh st peter's four and four manhattan's four and four maris is six and six uh they ended up splitting with Ryder um this past weekend mariston and Ryder got the split riders up to four and eight um canisius is three and three niagara's five and seven um so really Obviously, you got Sienna still at the top of the league. They're seven and one. Monmouth is seven and three. Iona, whenever they're going to play a game, they still have not played. They haven't played in over a month now. Like like we said before, they have not played since December twenty third. Their next uh, their next scheduled game is on February third. Um, so hopefully they will get to play that one. Uh, they're three and one. I mean, you kind of start to wonder. Um, can they afford another pause? Right. Um, I mean, you need, like team. you said, you need the 13 games. They're at eight. Right. And they're um, at eight right now. Canisius is at six. I believe Canisius is the Canisius lowest. Is six. Yeah. Canisius is the lowest actually. Yeah. So, I mean, <laughs> speaking of teams that cannot afford another pause, I mean, they, they've right. got to be, I mean, yeah. them two have to be towards the top of that list. So right. in terms of, you know, red alert uh, type situation. Right. And Canisius they haven't played since January 2nd. They're six and six. They had, they had that sweep against St. Peter's and now they'll go, they're scheduled to play on Saturday mm-hmm. and then they'll go 28 days without a game. They had that sweep. Then you don't play for. Yeah. Four. Yeah. Yeah. Right. True. 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 And I mean, they, they, they just had, uh, I think it was today. They had, uh, they had the, another schedule shift around within. The, yeah. I mean, I, I, I think it's funny that this week, like, it was like 50 games were impacted uh, by, by the change today. I kind of find it funny. The Mac literally just rips up their schedule and makes a new one like once a week. <laughs> I know. That is the truth. That is the truth. Um, I mean, it has to be. You would have to think it, it's frustrating for players and coaches. I mean, because oh, you, you don't know, you know, who you're preparing for what film you have to be watching, what games you have right. to be watching, what, you know what I mean? What match uh, matchups you're looking towards. Um, I mean, obviously I don't think it's like super duper drastic. You know what I mean? No, I, I, I know that like, you know, it's not like you're canceling a game. Like it, you know, today's Monday. It's not like they're canceling the team. You're supposed to be playing Friday and then bringing right. it. You know what I mean? Like it, it's usually at least a week plus in advance right. that they're moving these games around. But mm-hmm. um I mean, you have to think with the, the 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 season dwindling. I mean, we're almost to February, right? Um, you really are running out of time and days to be able to continue to shift the things around, right? You know? So, I don't know. I mean, the, the you know you have to just cross your fingers and hope that uh, the rest of the season is clean in terms of COVID uh, COVID cases. Right. But I mean, who who knows? You know, who knows? Yeah, I mean. So I, I just pulled up the email of the schedule uh, changes that I get. Cause I get all the emails. I got one this morning and in the email there have been, it says there have been over 90 schedule changes. That's insane. For the entire league to date. That and there is only insane. one game that remains on its originally scheduled date. One. <laughs> That's actually crazy. I kind of <laughs> hope that game plays just for, just for fun. Honestly, just, just till we get the one. <laughs> yeah, honestly, that would be that would be cool. That's actually insane <laughs> that that is the, that that that's where we are at this point. Like, yeah, Canisius. It's uh, crazy. The the one today it was about fifty games that were changed. It was I think it was about fifty, um, and five future Canisius series were changed just today. Five. Oh my god, that's <laughs> insane, dude. It's wow. genuinely insane. And then the hey, other shout thing, out to, shout oh, out to Rich Ensor though. Oh no, hundred <laughs> percent. I mean the him. the fact that they're actually able to like put on a season despite all these teams going on pods and all these COVID cases that we've had. Right. I mean the fact that they can still put together a 
a full a schedule, coherent schedule. A co- yeah, a full and coherent schedule. Yeah, like it's it's pretty remarkable. I mean, yeah, all the credit in the world to him and that whole team. But um, right, yeah, it's crazy. Um, and then with the whole um the the tiebreakers in case of uh, right. You know, if teams can't get to the 20 conference games, it's just they're basing it just off of total wins, like in conference, like losses, winning percentage that gets thrown out the window. It's all just how many, however many wins you have, that's where you rank in in the standings. Right. So for a team like Canisius and Iona, I suppose, you know, Iona's three and one, but if say the season ended today, um, I believe they would wind up ninth i think i think so i think so um there with three wins Um, yeah hold on i I gotta find it now i gotta find it now because because shout out to Jaden daily yes yes uh, exactly definitely yes daily dose of hoops that is uh for putting this together um iona would be the nine seed Mm -hmm. right now canisius would be the 10 right and then yeah, Quinnipiac would be last, I believe. Would be 11. Quinnipiac would be the eleven seed. Yep. Yeah. So, right now, Sienna would be the one. Monmouth is two. Marist is three. Niagara's four. Riders five. Manhattan is six. St. Peter's is seven. Then Fairfield eight. Iona nine. Canisius ten. Quinnipiac eleven. Yeah. And then I believe, if I'm not mistaken, if teams did say like teams tied on wins, then it would go to uh, regular season series if they had yes. played and if they had not played, I actually don't know, but <laughs> that, that, I don't know it's, that far. It, it, it's very confusing. I just hope everyone gets to 20, although it's probably unlikely. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I mean, honestly, like as long as I, even just for everybody to get to 13 total games, like just so we can get a full tournament, you know what I mean? Right. I, I think that that, Personally, I think that that is probably the most important thing because I mean, oh, it is. once yeah. everybody, can, if everybody can get to the tournament, I mean, you can, you know, sure the seedings can be a little wonky or whatever, but at the right. end of the day, everybody's at the tournament. Everybody has a chance to make the, the NCAA tournament. Right. You know, you, you it's, it's a neutral floor. It's going to be no fans more than likely. So, right. No, um, Ensor already said that there's, it's unlikely that there right. are fans. Right. That's kind of what I figured. I mean, I, right. you know, and with, with New Jersey, obviously being, uh, you know, similar to New York and, you know, the other surrounding state states on their policies. Seriously. Yeah. <laughs> that's, a, that's another way to put it. Yeah. <laughs> um, that's kind of what I figured. So yeah, we should be, um, cause there's a max zoom call tomorrow morning. So we should be able to hear, uh, a little more from him and Reggie Witherspoon as uh, they prepare for, uh, their first game in 28 days on Saturday. Right, true. I can't um, wait to see, dude, I hope Rick, Rick Pitino, I'm, I'm excited to see what, what Rick has to say. <laughs> Very curious. I am too. I'm. I, I might. I'm gonna hop on for him. Honestly, tomorrow. I don't. I don't blame you. Honestly, you just what time, just, get, what, just grab some popcorn and just take a seat and just just see what he says. What time is he at? What time is he at? That's a good question. Because they send out. Because um, shout out to Taylor O'Connor, the uh, director of communications for the Mac. Uh, he is on at eleven forty-five. All right. Well, I'm sure there'll be there'll be plenty of updates from him. I'm sure he's, I'm sure. he's probably I'm the sure. hottest name <laughs> um, in terms of that press conference tomorrow. So, um, yes. well, I'm sure. Uh, so you know, shout out at by Aiden Jolly. I'm sure Aiden will be tweeting out plenty of updates on that as well as all the other Mac writers around the mm-hmm. around the uh, the area. So absolutely. So very exciting times, um, and hopefully. Hopefully basketball playing time. Hopefully, is there, hopefully there will be basketball uh, <laughs> at some point. Yes, yes, most <laughs> definitely, most definitely. I mean, there's what? How many? Uh, I think we got five series this week, don't we? Or um, I think so. Or at least four. I think yeah, we, I think got, we five. got at least. Do we? Because we got Quinnipiac, Canisius, Monmouth, Niagara, Manhattan, St. Peter's, and that's it. How many did I name off there? Four? Yes. Okay. So four. Dang four. it. I we thought we had five. Okay. I lied. But either way, four series. That That is – that. if we can get four series in, that's good. That, that that's is not good. bad. That's that not, not, that's then, not then bad we, at all. Then we got some midweek starting right. next week. Yes, we do. Yes, we do. A we little bit the, of a change of pace. Manhattan, Iona. On, that's Wednesday, February 3rd. And Canisius will play at Siena on February 3rd as well. I think it's kind of a, I think Sienna kind of has a wonky schedule. Um, that wouldn't surprise me either with how many, you know, with their pauses. 
because they got so they play Sienna plays at Niagara on the 12th and 13th and then they have a home game against Canisius on the 17th <laughs> so oh, that's that's fun that's interesting <laughs> yeah no doubt all right thankfully it's only like a little little drive out to Sienna for Canisius and a little drive out to Canisius for Sienna so it's not nothing too crazy but yeah yeah um, well yeah because now Canisius has to make or no because that was one of the ones that got changed never mind I'm talking about nothing here I think <laughs> um no I am I am okay never mind I'm not because I it was I think it was going to be the 10th and the 24th like after because they they that series got moved so many times that um they had to be moved February 10th and 24th then they moved it to February 5th and 6th which mm-hmm. was a weekend and now it's two different days in February, but it's not the same dates as it was initially. I'm, I'm going to keep it real. Right. I'm going to keep it real. That's, that's, that's right yeah, my brain is not in a position to be thinking about all that. I'm, I'm not going to lie to you, but I, do, I, 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 yeah, it is a lot of thinking, but yeah, I got you. So, yeah, I mean, that's just the fun of this COVID <laughs> that's, that's, riddled that's season. sports in, uh, in 2021. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, we'll we'll move on. Um, we'll start with uh, we'll call it some unfortunate news. Tyrese Radford of Virginia Tech has been suspended from the team after he was arrested on I believe it was early Sunday morning on a DUI on, and a weapons charge. Yeah, uh, you know, typically when you get charged with that, you're not you're not in a very good spot to play basketball. No. Um, so yeah, I mean, that's, that is definitely, uh, you know, definitely an unfortunate, uh, turn of events for the Hokies. I mean, he's, uh, he's been playing well for them and, you know, I mean, he's been, he's been a very, very, uh, big contributor. So, mm-hmm. um, he was ACC player of the year last week. Yeah. I mean, um, that's, was, okay. yeah, he, he was arrested at a little after three in the morning on Sunday morning and charged with DUI and a concealed weapons charge. So he averaged 11.1 points a game, second highest scorer on the team. Um, but yeah, not great for for Virginia Tech. Yeah, no doubt. <laughs> I know so, that's a. I mean, they're 20th in the country. I mean, they're they're yeah, I mean, that's, definitely I mean, in that's, contention for the ACC regular season. Absolutely, title, absolutely. You know I mean? They're so. you know, five and two in the league, 11 three overall. This is a tournament team, mm-hmm. um, and now they're going to be without their second leading scorer for the immediate. Who right? Who knows how long. Uh, he might be done, um, but uh, the, I, I would say that probably means Keve Aluma uh, has to step up a little bit. Jalen Cohn has to step up a little bit, um, but yeah. All right, moving on. So the big, we'll talk about the big upset from Saturday. Yeah, at first, um, Oklahoma with the upset of number nine, Kansas on the road. Big yeah. win for the Sooners. Very yeah, no, big. no doubt. Win for the Sooners. Yeah, I, I was just about to, I was just about to drop the, uh, the, the ever famous phrase, signature win. I mean, they, that, mm-hmm. they, they're a bubble team, or they were a bubble team. I, I have to think that this win puts them, you know, def, maybe not safely in, but safer into the tournament. They, I yeah, have to yeah. think. Uh, speaking of which, let's see what our, my man Joel Lenardi has to say. Oklahoma, um, Oklahoma's right now. Oklahoma's they are, down 24. They're 24th in the country. So I mean. That's yeah. a safe. That's I I I'd say right now they're a safe tournament. Oh, hundred percent. Yeah, uh, yeah. He they're, he got him as a, as a nine seed now. Uh, okay, that that makes so, sense. It's about right. I mean, yeah, but I mean, like like you said, I mean, that's a that's a massive, massive, massive win for them. I mean, yes. You know they. Uh, you know I've I've you know we've mentioned them before about how you know we were talking about the bubble and you know how many guys the that you know are on the bubble and, you know, it seems like it flip flops every week, especially this, this season, you know, with the big 10 being as crazy as it is and right. so many other, you know, conferences being as crazy as they are with the pauses and, you know, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. But the big 10 should be sending. I'll go with seven teams to the tournament. I'll go with seven. I like that number. I like that number. I'll say, I will say, I'll say eight. I'll, I'll one okay. up you and just say eight, but 
Yeah, I mean, as of right yeah, now, because also we don't know what's going to happen with Oklahoma State and whatnot. Right now, right, kind true, of at a point true. where it's kind of unlikely that they will have the postseason ban this year. Uh, but obviously, you got the six, you got Baylor, Texas, Oklahoma, Texas Tech, West Virginia, Kansas, who are all going to be in. And then I don't know TCU. TCU is nine and five. Uh, but I don't know. They're two and four in the league. They didn't play much of a non-conference schedule, so that's kind of a knock on their overall record. Like mm. they, they played Houston Baptist, Tulsa, Liberty, Northwestern State. That's four of their nine wins. Right. True, 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 and true, true. Throw in North Dakota State and Prairie View AM. <laughs> That's six of your nine wins right there. Yeah. Good point. Very good point. Yeah, it's tough. I mean, that's you know, they're they they they're gonna obviously gonna have to win some games. Um I mean they're I'm curious, does he have them anywhere near the bubble right now? I'm assuming not. Yeah, no. All right, yeah. That maybe 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 seven's looking more likely than eight. Um, yeah, that was just a that was just a you know what, I'll 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 try to one up you, but you know, <laughs> the more you point that out, the less likely my uh my point is looking. So yeah. Anywho I like, I, I like Oklahoma my pick of Oklahoma State to beat Baylor almost came in until about eight minutes left in the game. Jared Butler. Yeah, uh, that's true. Jared I know, Butler that was, had some other ideas. Yeah, that was looking scary for a little while there for the Bears. I mean, I, I was gonna look. I was gonna look really good. <laughs> Granted, no, you almost Jared did. Butler, Jared Butler, six of seven for three. Uh, six of seven from three had some other plans. Yeah, unfortunately, unfortunately, um, they did that without Cade Cunningham because. Cunningham didn't play on Saturday. You got to think it would have been a closer game with him. Mm-hmm. Oh, 100%. 100%. And, maybe they, and maybe they could have ended up pulling it out because I felt like in the last nine minutes of that game, Baylor just heated up and Oklahoma State just kind of ran out of gas. Right. No, that, that's the truth. No, because Cunning, Cunningham is such like a big energy guy for that team on top of, you know, his skill level. He's probably going to be the number one overall pick this year. Mm. Um, they definitely missed him. So. Yeah, yeah, no, no doubt, no doubt. I mean, that's anytime you lose your best player, one of the best players in the country. I mean, it's certainly going to hurt you. So, as you, to, to your point, I mean, that's it was a very gutsy, impressive performance for them to to stick around in that game and you know, you know, be leading that game for a little while as well. So, mm-hmm. yeah, um, all the credit in the world to them. Yeah, a hundred percent. I mean, that's it was a very, very impressive performance. Um, I also did want to mention before we transition from the Big Twelve, three losses in a row for Kansas. Yeah, I mean, obviously that's the first time I think since 2014. Yeah, I think that I think that was that was the stat. It was something like that. that. They lost three in a row. Um, but yeah, they're, they're I not mean, they're not in any sort of danger of missing the tournament. I don't think. But you know, this Kansas team isn't as talented as other you know Kansas teams of the past, and we and you know we've said that before on this podcast. But you know, it, it still holds true. Mm-hmm. Also, no, I mean that shifts them down. I mean, to the middle of the Big 12 standings. I mean, they're four and four in conference now. They're in one, seventh place. They're in seventh place. Six, six, yeah, seventh place. Six, I mean, sixth place. Sixth place. Yeah, yeah, you're right. Yep, yep, yep. I can't <laughs> count either. That's okay. Yeah. Um, this is not yeah. a math pod. Yeah, no, absolutely not. Absolutely not a math podcast. But, uh, but yeah, I mean, that's, you know, I, I, you know, like you just said again, um, you know, we, uh, we kind of mentioned we really didn't think Kansas had anywhere near the talent that they've had in previous years. And, you know, we thought they could still be a good team, but not quite. They're, um, they're good, but they're just flawed, you know? Right, right, exactly. And, um, but yeah, I mean, just it, it's always surprising to see Kansas that low in the standings. I mean, they they had that crazy run of however many years of at least having a share of the Big 12 title. And mm-hmm. um, they're definitely not going to have that this year. There's too much talent at the top cause, just because – the big 12 is just so, so top heavy. Right. Exactly. I mean, you're going to have to make up four in the loss column to Baylor, which I just do not think is possible. Um, so yeah, I mean, they're, they're they're looking in trouble. They're definitely looking in trouble. I mean, and also the fact that Baylor is still undefeated 14 and 0 7 and 0 in conference. That's, that's, that's impressive in in itself. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Cause the big 12 is a very, 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 very good conference this year. And I mean, for them, I don't see them losing. They're not going to lose this week. Yeah, no, definitely not. Maybe maybe they lose to Texas. Yeah, that's going to be. Maybe they lose to Texas. That's going to be a really good game. That's yeah, I'm excited for that one. That's going to be really good. Uh, They put yeah. So Baylor plays Kansas State 
on Wednesday night. And then on Saturday, they have a non-conference game against Auburn. Remember when Kansas State lost to that, like, Division II school earlier yes. this year? That was funny. <laughs> that was fun. What, what was the name of that? I don't even know. Uh, I don't know. We Kansas talked about him for a while. That was Fort that Hayes State. Fort, Fort Hayes. Hayes. <laughs> Fort Hayes, of course. How could I forget? All hits. Fort Hayes had six guys in double figures that game. Wow. <laughs> Uh, sorry to any Kansas State fans listening to the podcast. I don't think I ever looked. At, I, yeah. Anyway, that game <laughs> that game happened in December. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I just wanted to, just wanted to roast Kansas State a little a little bit. Had <laughs> They're five and eleven. They have not won a game since December 29th. Yeah, and not uh, that looking, was against yeah Nebraska that's, Omaha. That's a sad Wildcats noises. Uh, or sad Wildcat noises. Uh, yeah, beat right there. That is one and seven. Not 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 good. It's not very not good. good. Shout out to Dean Wade though. Dean Wade was really good for them. Yes, he was. He was. <laughs> that's that's pretty bad. Like I'm just like Kansas State. Yeah, shout out Dean Wade. Yeah, Dean Wade. Oh boy. Anywho, I suppose we yeah. can move on from our little Big Twelve excursion. Excursion. Yes. Excuse me. Um, Villan. I'll I'll I'll, uh, I'll jump to the Big East. I like it. Uh, Villanova. Uh, after a long COVID pause. Uh, that happened because of christmas uh festivities uh they rejoined the court on tuesday they beat seton hall 76 74 they did not look as good as they usually do in that game which you know we've been kind of seeing that all year with teams not playing well in their first game or two uh coming off of a long covid pause like that but um and they didn't look good in the first half against Providence either. They were on 27-24 at the half. Uh, but they turned it around, won that game 76-51. to So Villanova is now 10-1 and overall, 5-0 and in Big East play. Yeah, I mean, I think we kind of alluded alluded to it last week that they may come out a little slow against Seton Hall. And sure enough, that is that is what happened. Certainly wasn't their prettiest game, but... Um, at the end of the day, you you know you you survive. You know what I mean. You get you get right. that win. You stayed third ranked in the country this week. Uh, you get the win against Providence too. Um, bit of a, a tougher game um, than the, the those two against Connecticut at Connecticut on the twenty eighth. So what is that? That's that's Thursday? on Thursday. Um, at, that that has the potential to be a, a little dangerous. They, they for got them. I mean, they got three road games. They got three road games in a row. Right, right at uh, Seton Hall, at UConn, Saint Seton Hall, St. John's. Right, so. Yeah, I mean, I think I'm, I'm watching those first two games. I think they could take a loss in one of those two. Mm-hmm. No, I think that's a good Thursday shout for sure. Saturday. I think that's definitely a good shout. I mean, you know, Connecticut obviously they uh, they fell out of the top 25 this week, but um, either way, still a very talented team. You know, on the road, Villanova. Obviously, they they've got their legs back under them after that pause. Right. But I I think um, I think UConn is still a potential top 25 team. They're just without James Boonight right now. Mm-hmm. Um, and they're really missing him. They've lost two in a row now to St. John's, which is not a great loss. They did lose to Creighton on Saturday, and that's forgivable. Losing right, to Creighton, right. forgivable. True. True, true, um, true. Especially when Creighton was back at full strength with uh, Denzel Mahoney, Mar- Marcus Sigurowski, um on the road, too. That's forgivable. Uh, but they are not the same team without Book Knight. They're just yeah. not. No, that's, that's a good point. I mean, you got they hung around in that Creighton game for a while. They I mean, did. I, watched, they did. They, I, I think they're only down two at the half. I'm not they were mistaken. down one at the half. One at the half. Yeah, they lost by eight. So yeah, I mean, you know, it wasn't wasn't a terrible showing, as you said. Creighton had all the uh, all their, their their arsenal fully loaded. So um, that would certainly be a bounce back win for them. Uh, I mean, well, I I take that back. They have Butler tomorrow night uh, before the Villanova game, but. Either way, that would be a major, 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 major win for them if they could somehow pull off the upset over Villanova. But, um, yeah, I think it's certainly one to look out for, especially if you're Villanova. You know what I mean? I'm sure they're going to have that one circled and saying, you know, no messing around here. This is a – this could be a tough one. This is a one, real so. game. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> this is a real game. Yeah. I mean, anything is possible when you got Dan Hurley on your side. Amen. Amen. <laughs> Amen on that one, Chief. People better get, people better get us now. That's all. <laughs> Better get us now. Because it's coming. <laughs> what a line. I think that's the second week in a row we've referenced that quote. 
Uh, did I reference it last week? I'm pretty sure you did. I, it was either that last oh, week or the I, week before. I got to do it every week now. I got to do it every yeah, week. Yeah, we got to make it a tradition. A shout out to uh, <laughs> shout out to how Jay always references uh, – or shout out Jay Ashdown, first of all. Second of all, yes. shout out how Jay Ashdown always references Jay Cutler on the, uh, the college football podcast <laughs> yes, that we do. Yes, that's true. That's another. That's another. That's another classic. Dan, but, Dan uh, Hurley has to make it every single time. <laughs> We're coming. Or it's coming. Whatever. Oh God. Good stuff right there. Very good stuff. Very funny. Very funny. So <laughs> next, we can we can get into the Big Ten because what's what's a podcast without talking about the Big Ten? That's a fact, man. That's a fact. If we don't have the a Big Ingrid- Ten segment, somebody call the police because we're probably being held hostage. Probably. Probably. So big, uh, we'll we'll talk about the big game first on Saturday. Ohio State uh, beats Wisconsin. Really, really good win for the Buckeyes. EJ Liddell has been, he he is now, I call him, he's the guy Mm -hmm. for Ohio State. Yeah, I know you've, I mean, I know for a fact that you've been, you've been high on him for a while. You know what I mean? It seems like every time you bring up Ohio State, his his name gets mentioned and for good reason. I mean, he has been balling, absolutely positively balling. And as to your point, I, I think it's safe to say he's definitely their guy for sure. Yeah. I mean, he is having a great, great, great year for them. They're still without, they were still without Jimmy Sotos on uh Saturday, one of their better guards. Um, But you know, you know, I love to see Seth Towns playing well, man. We talked yeah. about it. We, we did talk about it. I love that he's playing well for them, mm-hmm. that he's yeah. healthy. He had 10 points on Saturday, shot five of eight. And uh, how many minutes? It was 17 minutes, 10 points, 17 minutes. He had a couple rebounds. Very, very happy for him that he is healthy and playing. Yes, no doubt, man. I mean, he, it's such a nice story. You know what I mean? Like just right. for him to come back after after his injury. and After so many. Yeah. yeah after just not being able to stay healthy for two years. Yeah, pretty much. I mean, yeah, it, it's cool. It's cool. It's, it's really good for it them. Is. I mean, in, in the fact that they're uh, – I mean, where where did they slot in in, uh, in the rankings this week? Uh, Ohio State is now 13. 13, okay. Wisconsin is 14. Gotcha. Okay. So, yeah, I mean, they're, uh, they, they've had a bit of an up and down year. You know what I mean? They've had – it seems like every time they kind of have a loss, it seems like they bounce back the next week with a, with a, with a right. nice win. So, um, yeah, because they, they, lost, they lost to Purdue on Tuesday night. Yeah. Um, Sasha Stefanovic, man. That's crazy. He, he's, Purdue, Purdue he's swept like the, them this year. That's crazy. Yeah, Purdue swept them. Holy smoke. Sasha Stefanovic is like he is the player in college basketball that I like semi-irrationally love watching. <laughs> you know, that's un, that's understandable. That's that's he so averages he averages eleven points a game. He averages eleven a game. He's a good player. But I don't know why I hype him up so much. I don't know. I also want to give a shout out to uh, to is it Zach Eddy or Zach Ede? They're they're seven foot four center off the bench for Purdue. Yes. He's another he's another he's another good one, man. That <laughs> anytime I can watch somebody over the height of seven foot one play basketball, I'm like yes. sign me up. Honestly, this is like, true. even though he doesn't play too much. Yeah, but. he doesn't play too much, but every time he's on the floor, I'm just like that. That's a tall man right there. That's a that's a big guy. <laughs> that's a big guy right there. And it's rare that you say that for yeah, no, for exactly. <laughs> Yeah, no um, Jaden Ivy had the had the big three to uh, win the game. Uh, the freshman. Oh yes, yeah, big I did, game yeah, I did see that. I did see that video. Yeah, that's a heck With, of a uh, good, good shot for him, especially for a freshman. Yeah, I. It, it's cool that you know Matt Painter just does it. <laughs> yeah, that's Matt, that's Matt, a very Matt accurate Painter just assessment. Does thing. That's a very accurate assessment. But Purdue is never going to be bad. That's that's I could not agree more. I feel like every no matter like like they could they could feel the roster of like one star recruits like every year. I know that's not a thing, but either way, like they could you know like just for this analogy, like they could feel the roster of like just terrible players, and somehow right. some way they go they'd be they go like five hundred in the big time. Like, yeah, it's it's just it's just that's just like the rules. Like, they'd still Purdue, go like you know eleven and nine. Yeah, exactly. Like <laughs> Purdue. That is just like that is just the law of college basketball. That Purdue is every year is at least average. Right. At the very <laughs> least, they are average every year. I don't even know when was the last time Purdue was like actually really bad. I have to look this up. Now. I, I I can't remember. Uh, Purdue men's basketball. I have no idea. Seasons. Because I never remembered them being bad. I know. No, I'm. I, that's exactly what I was thinking. I was um, like, I cannot remember the last time they were like 
actually really bad. I mean, gotta go. Well, they were nine and ten in the league last year, which I wouldn't call that bad. Yeah. 2013-14, they were five and thirteen. Okay, there you go. That's but the then, only really bad year they've had under Matt Painter, it looks like. No. Well, Matt Painter's first oh, year. Oh, right. His first year they went three and thirteen. Yeah, they went three and thirteen. But you know, that that was a whole rebuild uh situation. They went up to nine and seven the next year, then fifteen and three. So mm-hmm. right, true, true, true. They they make the tournament just about every year. Mm-hmm. 2013 and 2014, they didn't make the tournament. Yeah. But uh, I'm assuming before that, you got to go back to 2006. Before yeah. that was the 3 and 13 year. Right. And they definitely, I don't know if they would have made it last year. It was definitely looking iffy. I don't think yeah, they, 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 they were. Yeah, they were definitely on the bubble last year. But, yeah. Um, <sighs> yeah. Anyway, well, there you go. Shout, yeah, shout out Matt Painter. Shout, shout out Purdue. Purdue. <laughs> yeah. Um, more Big Ten. Is IU back? Oh, they had a weird oh. week. They had a strange week. <laughs> <laughs> they beat Iowa on the road, 81-69, and then they lose to Rutgers <laughs> at home. That's a pretty that's pretty Indiana week if I had to it ever is. describe an Indiana week. <laughs> <laughs> they, uh. they have a big win like that, and then they lose a game they should have won. Yeah, yeah, you know that's that that's Indiana basketball, B. <laughs> I love it. I love when, it. When Indiana wins, I'm like Trace Jackson Davis. He's so good. <laughs> and then and then when they lose, I'm like, this team sucks. <laughs> yeah, that's a fact. That's a fact. I mean, just hey, just wait until Archie Miller gets his guys in there. Amen. Just wait until he gets his guys. In yeah. There. <laughs> amen. Amen. Every time, every time I know, like he has been out of the job there for a couple of years now. But every time it's I think of Indiana, I just I think this yeah. Year. Oh my, really? Yeah. Oh my god, I feel like, oh my god, that's so crazy. Because like every time I think of Indiana, like for some reason I still just immediately think of Tom Crean. And I know it's been like, like you said, like four years now. But for some stupid reason, I always just think, oh, Tom Crean. I was like, Tom Crean hasn't been the coach there forever now. Like what? I don't know why the heck. Now. I know. Yeah, I know he is. Like, that's what I'm saying. Like, I don't know why I still associate him with Indiana. I feel like it's because of, um, I, I always, like one of the first things he I was think there I think for of Indiana. 10 years. So I mean, well, yeah, that's true. He was there for a long time, but like the one thing I always think of when I think of Indiana was that, um, that shot when they beat, when they upset Kentucky at assembly oh, yeah. hall and like, yep. they just, they, they cut that video with Tom Crean and he's just like, like his face is just like a completely like blank stare like with his mouth open <laughs> and he just goes and like shakes John Calipari's hand I remember that yeah I remember that you know like I don't know why but like <laughs> whenever I think it yet I just think of like that shot and like that shot of Tom Crean like just being like having no idea what the heck just happened but anywho yeah that, Tom that, Crean is my... not doing Tom Crean is not doing well at Georgia no he is not no he is not I mean the fact that he had the number one pick in the draft last year and still couldn't do anything is uh it's funny to me that the last time the past two times the SEC has produced the first overall pick, it's been a team that w- <laughs> yeah, was, was bad. terrible. Because <laughs> right? Edwards and Ben Simmons. Yeah, yeah, exactly. LSU. <laughs> oh my lord. I know that's so weird. You would think that, like, you know, when you have the 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 the, the most highly touted player in the draft you would think you could win a few games but um, right i don't know i don't know hey man you know what they say about the sec just means more man it, it just it, means it just means more <laughs> <laughs> oh god anyways I do back have... to uh back to the end i just wanted to say because yeah. i was curious they, uh lenardi has them as a 10 seed in the first or the last four sense. buys which that i which sense. i yeah it's kind of what i figured okay. today being speaking range. of announcement we are doing our bracketology episode next week Yes. Yes. Woo. Exciting times. Exciting times. Uh, so, yeah, we're going to do that, I believe, Thursday probably, night. Probably Thursday plan. night next week. Yeah, so that should be up around then. Um, I would say, if not Thursday, I would have to think Friday. Some, somewhere yeah. somewhere in that range, Wednesday, Thursday, yes. Friday. Most likely Thursday. Um, yes. So, yeah, it's very exciting times. Going to talk some bracketology. Um, Bring that, up that'll some be a mid-major. Episode. Yes, yes, most definitely. Talk about some mid-major teams. Um, yes. Like I have a uh, mid-major team to give a shout out to, but I will do that in a little bit. Okay, sounds like a plan. I was just gonna shout out Drake because Drake is like 
almost in the top 25. That's that, really that, cool was to not, that was not the team I was going to shout out, but Drake can get a shout out. <laughs> yeah, uh, but, uh, but yeah, Bracketology, Thursday, book it. Yes, <laughs> yes. Because um, since we just talked about the SEC, let's talk about the SEC. Because it just means more. Amen. Amen. It always just means more. The big one, I think Alabama is the best team in the SEC. And we're not talking about football. Agreed. Agreed. 8-0 in the conference, undefeated this year, 13-3 overall, ninth up to ninth in the country now this week. I mean, they are having a heck of a year. And I mean, I, it's pretty crazy because like in that conference play, we, we discussed on this podcast, how underwhelmed we were by them. I mean, right. like, cause we expected them to be good. Yeah. And like, you then know, they lose to, they get their doors blown off by Stanford. Right. And we were like, well, that's, I mean, that's not a very good start. And we were like, Stanford right, is like, okay. is. yeah, not a great team. Then you lose to Clemson, which obviously Clemson has turned out to be a better team than right. I think a lot of us expected, but Regardless, I mean, you know, West, Western Kentucky, that. who's one of the better mid-major teams. In the right. Country. Exactly. You can excuse that. But either way, like, you it's know, I think four and three start. Yeah, exactly. And I mean, you look at those three games, you, you think like, I mean, maybe if you lose like one of those, maybe two of those, you're like, all right, you know what I mean? It is what it is. But I mean, when you start the season four and three with those three losses at the time, you know, without us realizing, you know, how good or bad some of these teams were going to be, you're like, Oh, four and three. That's not, it's not very impressive, is it? But right. I mean, they come into SEC conference play and they have been taking names. I mean, the win yeah. on the road at Tennessee, um, you know, win on the road at Kentucky. Uh, well, I mean, obviously Kentucky. That great, doesn't matter. Doesn't even matter. Any, Kentucky. Yeah, that's true. The one, I, the one <laughs> I want to talk about though, is Tuesday night when they beat LSU 105 to 75, they scored 60 points in the first half, 60. That's pretty good. That's, you know what? Quick maths. It's three points every minute in the first half. Quick maths. Absolutely. That makes sense because they were making a three just about every minute. They shot, <laughs> they shot 23 of 43 from three. John Petty was eight of 10 from three. And most of them came in the first half. Josh Primo was six of eight from three. Javon Quinterly was six of seven from three. It was unreal. Unreal performance. I was watching that game because I was like, oh, I think, I put on, I watched the game on Tuesday night. I'm like, oh, I think this is, you know, going to be an interesting game. And then Alabama just blew me away. Yeah. Yeah. No doubt. Because Al- I mean, Alabama that's... was only, fa- Alabama was favored by one and a half in that game and they won by 30. <laughs> that is actually insane. Like, I mean, Nate Oates, man. Every, I know, I, I know I say it every week, but Nate Oates, Nate my Oates. guy, man. Buffalo represent or former, formerly Buffalo represent. Four, four. But, um, but yeah, I mean, they are they're good. Like they're they are good. I agree with you. I think that they are the best team in the SEC. I think with te- especially with Tennessee having having a bit of an off week and then them falling pretty pretty uh I mean, what did they drop like 12 spots in the ranking? I think they dropped down to like 8. Tennessee dropped to 12. They dropped from 6 to 12. Oh, really? They dropped to 12. Okay. Actually, Missouri moved up from 19 to 12. Oh, that's probably, I was probably thinking Missouri when I thought of like the 18, Tennessee 19. is 18. I'm sorry. Oh, okay. Tennessee I was right. I 16, was right. <laughs> Missouri went from 19 to 12. I got the two mixed up. Okay. Oh uh, yeah. I was going to say, I was like, wait a minute. Okay. That makes sense. But yeah, I mean, if you just go by the rankings, Alabama is the best team in the sec. If you go by the standings are the best team in the sec. Right. Uh, out of curiosity, we go to Ken Palm. Uh, yeah. I would they're think the best Alabama. Team, yeah. They're the best there. team in the sec. So Where's Alabama ranked in Ken Palm? Probably about 10. They are, yep, actually right on the money. They are 10. Right on 10. Look at me. I did not know that. <laughs> so, I'm yeah. that good. <laughs> yeah. He's in the mind of Ken. <laughs> I, I am in, yeah, I'm in his mind. Oh, gosh. But actually, yeah. I actually I run Ken Palm. Oh, my God. Did Breaking you know news. Heard it here first, folks. <laughs> Stunning development out of the Talking Smack podcast. Yes. Aiden Jolly is actually Ken Pomeroy. Who'd have thought? Yes. <laughs> um but yeah man i mean they they look really good you know what i mean i i love i've been high on this team for a while now i mean i've i love nate oats you know what what he did with buff with the buffalo program and you know watching watching them go from obscurity to a pretty regular tournament team under his reign was awesome and um yeah i mean it's it, it's great it's really it's really great i'm really happy he's succeeding and they're a fun team to watch so mm-hmm. 
yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And I, I think Alabama is probably two line, three line. I would have to think so. Right uh, let's see. Lenardi. I'd put, him at, a, I'd put him at a three seed right now. Yeah, he's got them three. Uh, yeah. Okay. Three in the Baylor region. Okay. Yeah, because so. they're doing the S-curve now, which we talked about last week. Right. So, yeah, he's got them third. I mean, he, he did this on the 22nd, so a few days old, but nonetheless. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Right. One thing I want to – all right, so – Moving on um, from another thing, let's move on to the Mountain West real quick. Okay. Because there, there's something I want to bring up. All right. I like it. Orbid Mountain West. Let's do it. Oh, Orbit. I like that, actually. I like that a lot. I'm always down for a little uh, a little uh, mid-major craziness. I'm always down for that. Yeah, because the Atlantic 10, the Atlantic 10 is down. Because the Atlantic three. 10 usually gets about three. The West Coast usually gets about three. West Coast is looking at two. Probably Atlantic 10 might be looking at two. There's an extra spot open from the Ivy league. Yeah. Four bid mountain West. I, I mean, I would be, I would be game for it. Quite frankly. This is a, uh, yeah. Who do you, I, I want so I'm assuming you like Boise state, Utah state, Colorado state, San Diego state. I, I want to, I don't know if you saw my tweet, but I want to reference a tweet from, uh, this is from Carrie Miller of Bleacher Report. Boise State, Colorado State, San Diego State, and Utah State have gone a collective 25-0 and against the rest of the league and have not lost a game to a team outside the net top 100 or the Ken Pop top 100. Wow, that's a stat and a half Because right that's there. the thing. Because the thing is, these leagues like the Mountain West, like the Atlantic 10, the thing that brings them down is – the higher tier teams will sometimes lose to the lower tier teams here. That's just not happening. Right. All of their losses, the four of those teams, all of their losses are to each other. Boise state's undefeated Utah state's nine and one. And that one loss was to Colorado state. Colorado state's has lost two conference games. San Diego state's five and three. That could be the one kind of hit. Um, but those losses were to Colorado State and two to Utah State. Utah State swept San Diego State. Right. Colorado's two losses were to Utah and San Diego. That's interesting. So, so the four of them have only lost. Right. It's just it's just cannibalism, cannibalism amongst the four of them, pretty much. Right. Which is not a bad thing. No, it's not. I mean, that just goes to show you how good each team are to where they can beat any of them on any given night. You know what I mean? That's right. So. And also, just out of curiosity, I looked it up. The lowest of those four teams in Ken Palm is Colorado State at 74. So, obviously, if you go by the 68 that make the tournament, they're just on the outside. But, um, you know, obviously, that's not how it works. That's just the 68 best teams in the country. But, nonetheless, I mean, that's – it just goes to show they are amongst the better teams in the country. They're amongst the top 75 best teams in the country per Ken Palm. All four yeah right exactly well, yeah exactly right all four of them are so boise state is the most impressive and they're nine and oh 13 and one mm-hmm. and believe it or not they're only 56 in ken palm and i believe yeah san diego state is 31st so and funnily enough san diego state is record wide or conference record wise i should say the worst of the four at five and three so yep. you know interesting and Bo- boise state's only loss was to houston in the season opener Right. Yes. 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 And that's another not hit. Colorado, not Colorado, a bad loss. Colorado State didn't play a, um, a big non-conference schedule. They didn't play much of one. They only played three non-conference games. Right. Right. They beat Northern Arizona and Santa Clara. Lost to St. Mary's. That's an ugly loss. Fifty-three to thirty-three. That, to St. Yeah. Mary's? That's Yikes. thirty-three points in that game. That's not good. <laughs> um, but otherwise, they. They split with San Diego State. They split with Utah State. Mm-hmm. They swept Fresno, UNLV, and San Jose. Right. And they played uh, Boise State Wednesday and Friday. Those will be two very interesting games. Yeah, no doubt on that one. I mean, that's uh, – on. Let me see what – Okay. Out of curiosity, so Lenardi has Boise State – as whoops, I almost just knocked over my laptop. Uh, he has Boise State as a nine. He okay. has Utah State as 
the second to last team in the last four in. So they, they're one of those first four games. Yep. And he has San Diego State as the first team in the first four out. And okay. he has Colorado State not listed on the first four out or the next four out. Okay. So, yeah, because like I said, Colorado State didn't really play much of a non-conference schedule. So that mm-hmm. might kind of hurt them a little bit because they don't have any, I would call, good wins right. in non-conference play. They have a win against San Diego. They have a win against Utah. Yeah. Okay. But right. and that I, makes I think it could still be interesting to you know see how they go. I want to see how this Boise State series goes. Yes. No, 100%. I mean. Before I truly, 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 truly pass judgment. Yeah. I mean, if they if they can somehow pull out a sweep there, I think that that definitely puts them in the bubble conversation. No doubt. Oh, I think it would. I think it would too. I mean, that's even that, even a split big. wouldn't be a bad thing. Just don't mm-hmm. get swept. Right. Right. Yeah. Exactly. Literally, literally, just do not get swept, and you're probably at least in the conversation for right. sure. <laughs> right. Oh, excuse me. So, um. So yeah. Shout out to Mountain West. I did. I, I did not West. think that was where you were going with that, but no. Now, now that you bring it up, thing. I mean, now that you bring it up. <laughs> That's not the mid-major team I want to shout oh, out. Oh, oh, shoot! So you you shouted out Drake. I did shout out Drake. Drake is very good. Drake is really good. They're, oh, they're wait a minute! Like, I think I know. I think I actually know what team it might be. But go ahead. I want to give a shout out to Cleveland State. Oh, dang! That is not where I thought you were. Who did you think that. I was going to give? I thought you were going to shout out Winthrop because they're fifteen. No, and they were fifteen to zero. They played anybody. Okay. Oh, Winthrop lost the game. Shout out! Yeah, shout out to them. <laughs> but that that was not the team I'm thinking of. I'm thinking of Cleveland State. The Cleveland oh, State Vikings. I know. Yeah, and you have, you have been. I have seen you on your uh, on on Twitter. You have been uh, retweeting a lot of Cleveland's a pro Cleveland State propaganda. So I must say, I have, I have. I have. I did do a little research on them, and I must say, they they're looking good. I mean, a heck of a turnaround for that program. They're ten and yeah. I mean, Dennis Gates is doing great things year two for them. Yeah. No uh, they did. They they ended up splitting with Milwaukee. I, I watched the game on Friday. I didn't watch the game on Saturday. Um. They beat Milwaukee 64 to 53 on Friday. They started they started that game on a 23 to 2 run. And then Milwaukee and then Milwaukee like crept back into it. It was a two-point game at halftime. But then Cleveland State turned it back on in the second half, ended up winning by 11. They lost by one, 81 to 80 uh, in overtime in the second game. But yes. Shout out to Cleveland State. Shout out Dennis Gates. Yeah. Shout out the Vikings. <laughs> yeah, no doubt. I mean, I did not. I like watching I, Craig Bedoin. I love watching Craig Bedoin play. He had 25 points on Friday. Oh, wow. Good for him. Yeah, I mean, I've, that, that is a team I must say that, I mean, other than, you know, seeing stuff on Twitter that you've that you've retweeted, I really have not heard much about. But, I mean, sure enough, I mean, 10-2 leading the Horizon League. I mean, that would be that would be a heck of a turnaround for a program that's kind of been in the mud recently. I mean, For a while, yeah. Yeah. Because Dennis Gates won Horizon League Coach of the Year last year. Because uh, they went seven and eleven after being, I, I think it was they were picked last in the league, mm-hmm. and they ended up finishing about mid pack. Right. Uh, yeah. Yes. So, so yeah, no but doubt. Also, I mean, shout out Winthrop. They're fifteen and zero. Yeah. 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 No, that was a, that was the one team. I, I I can't I can't remember where I saw it. it might have been Reddit or somebody might have tweeted it, but uh, yeah, I was like, holy smokes, they're what? They're fifteen and zero. Again, they're one. They're, they're one of the last few undefeateds in the country. Yeah. Yeah. No, one hundred percent. I mean, how many are left? I think. What Baylor Gonzaga Baylor then. Gonzaga is Alabama A and M still undefeated? Even though they've only put they played four games, but they are undefeated. Okay, they there you have it. Hold on, let me go to <laughs> they're four and oh. <laughs> <laughs> let me go to the oh, let me see if they got the college basketball, the the undefeated map. Um uh, let's see here. I th- I think we're down to those four Alabama A and M, Winthrop, Baylor, and Gonzaga. I believe. You are right. Yeah, I think I am. I think you are. Pretty sure. Pretty sure those are the only four left. So, yeah, shout out to them for I guess. I mean, I, I yeah. don't know how much longer Alabama A and M and Winthrop are going to be hanging out, but uh, nonetheless, it's pretty. It's pretty good. It's, yeah, it's pretty pretty good. Also, shout out to Norris Cole when we're bringing up Cleveland State. Big shout out. Oh, Norris Drake, Cole. Drake is undefeated still. Oh yeah, duh! I we just talked about up. that. Oh my god! How... So we got we got five undefeated left. Yeah, thank you. Good lord, what am I yeah. talking about? <laughs> Good lord, I don't know. I don't even know, man. I think I'm just I'm just off today. I don't know. Yeah, the Bills the Bills losing just has yeah, me in, 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 a, in, a, in a depressing the, the Bills state. Lost. That's sad. Very sad. Very sad. But it's okay. We'll be back. 
Sean McDermott said it about seven times in his post-game press conference, so I believe him. <laughs> um, yeah. Just RIP, be a Jets but... fan like me. You won't have to live in pain. <laughs> Fair enough. Because you're Fair just enough. used to it. <laughs> you're numb to it. I feel like, well, to be fair, we both are, we both have lived through some pain as we have, football we have. so we're, we're, we're numb to it all. Yes. <laughs> so we can get to, so uh, last thing, and then we can get out of here. We can do our predictions. Un- unless you have any more shout outs. I do um, not. Let me think here. Um, I don't think I have any more shout outs off the top of my head. Um, I think I'm. Oh, actually, wait a minute. No, I do have one shout out. I'm going. Okay. I, I forgot to bring this up during the Max segment. Um, I think it was the Maris and Ryder. I can't remember if it was the Saturday game or the Friday game. Let me let me confirm that. But something something pretty interesting happened in that game. Um, hold on. Oh gosh, I, sh- I probably should have been like aware of this before I started talking about it, but I wasn't. Um, I know what happened, but I just don't know what game it happened in, and I don't want to be—I don't want to be wrong. And yes, I don't want to be incorrect. Um, anywho, okay, I think it was this game. I think it was a Friday game. Uh, I lied. It was a Saturday game. It was a Saturday. This is, okay. this is this is terrible. I'm just—I'm trying to stall. I really am. Hold on. <laughs> I um, got that sense. Yes, yes. I'm literally just trying to stall. Okay, here we go. Saturday game, Maris wins 76-67. That game with uh, seven minutes and 30 seconds to play in the first half, Maris led that game 41-7. to Yes, I saw that. Yes, it was 41-7 to in that game. And Ryder brought it to within seven with, I believe, about two minutes to go. So they very nearly had what would have been what had to have been uh, like there's no way it wouldn't have been the largest comeback the in the history the uh, yeah in the year probably in the history of the mac maybe even in the history of college basketball um right. obviously i'm i'm talking about my ass there i'm not 100 sure on that but right um yeah they came close i just i, I didn't want to give a shout out to Ryder there because i mean that's that's a heck of a resilient effort it is no 41 to 7 i forgot that happened i'm not gonna lie to you yeah i know like i i literally was like i was I was going to bring it up earlier, like before the podcast, I was like, okay, that's something I can talk about. And I just completely forgot about it until right now. So. That happens. That yes, happens. It does. It does. But yeah, shout out Ryder down 41 to seven, almost pulled it off. Uh, resiliency. Shout out, resiliency. shout out to them for the resiliency. Yeah. Anyways, predictions. We can move predictions. on. That was my well, one. This game is starting like right now. But oh, Texas, Texas, Tech, Texas Tech and West Virginia. Uh, give me the Red Raiders, I think. I think. Yeah. I'm going to go, go uh, I'll, I'll do my pretty much bi-weekly stat line prediction. Give me 21 from Mac McClung tonight. Okay. That's my stat line prediction of the week. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Stat line prediction. Uh, yeah. Give me the Red Raiders as well. Tomorrow, we'll go Oklahoma and Texas. A little Red River rivalry, but. Uh, Red River rivalry. But basketball version. Um, but, give yeah. me, give me text. Well, yeah. I mean, did you see Shaka Smart did test positive for COVID? Yeah, Shaka Smart does have COVID, so he will not be on the sideline for Texas. Right. I'm not sure if that will have too big of an effect. I mean, I, you know, um, yeah, I think I think Texas is probably just the better team. Although yeah. Oklahoma, Oklahoma's yeah, been hot, but that. I think Texas is probably just the better team. Right. Shaka Smart, noted hair haver. Yes, very noted hair haver. Crazy. So, still not over that one. Not gonna. No, lie. I'm not. Did I saw um recently? I saw David Fisdale on TV, and like he has an afro now. Like a serious. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. I gotta look up a picture of this. David Fisdale. Well, I'll be damned. You. He. Wow. What? Mm-hmm. That's crazy. Yeah, because I saw him on TV for the first time in yeah. like a while, like a week ago, and I was I, oh I like I almost God, didn't recognize that's crazy. him. Crazy, <laughs> it's insane. <laughs> right? Holy smokes! I did not even know. Like I didn't even know he did that. That's crazy. Yeah, he did. Holy cow! <laughs> well, shout out. Speaking of yeah, hair segment of the podcast. Shout out Shaka Smart. Shout out David Fisto. That's actually crazy. Yes. Holy smokes. Yeah. So yeah, Texas, Texas on uh 
Tuesday for both of us. We'll go to Friday, Iowa and Illinois, a big one. Ooh, ooh, you know I love my Illini. Um, you know what? Screw it, man. Give me the Illini. I believe they're getting uh, back I'm on gonna track. I'm going to disagree with you. I'm going to Iowa. Fair enough. Fair we'll enough. Split on that one. Yeah, fair enough. I, I I'm sorry. I'm, I'm just blinded my by my love for the Illinois Fighting Illini. Sometimes hey, it happens. It happens. <laughs> so we got. Okay, Big 12 SEC Challenge is on, is on Saturday. That'll be good. That'll be fun. Yeah, that should so be we fun. Got, we got three ranked matchups on Saturday. Two of them are part of that. One is not. We will start with Alabama and Oklahoma. Um, Damn, it's a I hate tough to say week. It, it's a tough week I hate to say it, but Oklahoma's going 0-2 this week. Yeah, I know. I was thinking that. I'm they they have a the tough week. Way. They have a tough week. That's unfortunate, man. After that's such a big win, it's tough to – Then they got Texas in. Tech on Monday. Oh, my God. That is a tough stretch. That's Holy a hell of a stretch smokes. for them. Yeah, I'll say I'll, I'll roll with Alabama as well. Yeah. Yep. Oh, me. Uh, then we'll go Kansas and Tennessee. Hmm. Now this this has the potential this could to go be either a game. way. This yeah, could go this either is a bit way. Of a coin flip. Speaking of teams that have kind of gone through a bit of a, a tough stretch, both Tennessee, of these teams yeah. have kind of fallen this off. Is kind, this is kind of an opportunity for both teams here to get a big bounce back win. Yeah. Yeah. I know. Oh, that's this is a. They both have tune up games because Tennessee plays Mississippi State uh, tomorrow, and Kansas plays TCU on Thursday. Okay. Hmm. I am going to go with – I'm going Tennessee. I, I'm going to go Tennessee just because it's in Knoxville. I'll right. say, I that, mean, I know of, home court advantage isn't that's much That's kind of a longish trip. Yeah, I'll that. just say – I'll say I'll say Tennessee. Yeah. I think it's going to be close, though. I don't think – Yeah, that, I think that, so that could be so under five points, I think. Right, right. Yeah, I, I could see that being a really tight game the whole way. Yeah. So. Last one. We'll go Virginia against Virginia Tech. This is going to be a good one too. That's that's the truth, man. Um, I mean, um, I mean, we've got a rival rivalry game too. You got Virginia Virginia Tech. Um, I mean, with Ty, Tyrese Radford being gone, um, obviously, I guess we'll see potentially how they look without him against Notre Dame. Yeah, they play Notre Dame on the 27th. Mm-hmm. Um, I'll probably just roll Virginia. I think, especially without Radford, I think Virginia is probably just a better team. And right, I mean, yeah. Virginia's had a I turnaround, I'm going gonna, gonna to go Virginia, too. I want, if, it was, if it was normal strength, I'd probably go Virginia Tech just to split a little bit from you, but I'm going to go Virginia as well yeah. for my own good. Yeah, I, I don't blame you there. Virginia's had a – they, they've turned, I mean, obviously their other loss was to Gonzaga, but I mean, after that San Francisco loss, I mean, you know, they started the year one and one. We were like, are they good? I mean, they've, 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 they've turned it around this year. They've certainly, they've certainly impressed, um, you know, after, after a bit of a rough start of the season, I mean, seven and right. all leading the ACC right now. So, yeah. Right. So what was that? Does it, huh? So, yeah, I, I would say so. Yeah. Virginia seven and oh, they're doing a great job. Uh, so far. Um, I didn't think they'd be as good as they are, but yeah, anyway. yeah. <laughs> no, honestly, me either. Also, wait, hold on. I do. There was one last thing I did want to mention to you because I, I think it definitely kind of pertains to us. Um, what were your thoughts on the uh, the Coach K deal with the uh, the student Ooh. reporter? Did you see that? I did see that. Yeah, that, that actually. Um, the only reason I saw that is I just saw a video of it on the ESPN website. I was like, right, oh, and, 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 and you know, we're both. Um, you know, student journalists who are covering college yeah, basketball. I'm sure yeah, we that's... both had our fun, you know, post-game interviews, whether it be at the high school or college level with coaches, you know what I mean? It's, right, right. That's just, that's just part of the job. So I was just right. kind of curious to see what you um, thought about that. I think, I, I mean, obviously, like, Coach K should not have responded the way that he did. Um, but I think I think it's good that, um, you know, he ended up calling at Jake Piazza, I think, is the uh, – uh, the uh, Duke beat writer's name. Um, but yeah, I mean, Coach K has always had a short fuse with the media, I guess. So, um, yeah, I liked um, Ed Cooley kind of responding to that. Did you see what he did too? No, I did not. What did he, he do? T- he, he was on an interview with um, 
another with with a student reporter. I, I think it was I think it was on Saturday as well, Saturday or Sunday. And he said, you know, you know, keep grinding, keep asking questions, keep growing. I thought that was cool. Of Ed oh, that's Jordan. nice. That, that's cool. Yeah. That is really nice. Um, yeah, I got, I kind of felt the same way. I mean, you know, yeah. like you said, I mean, Coach K, not only like with his, 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 uh, you know, past with the media, like just, just, right. just his presence and his, uh, uh, what's the word? I guess his kind of aura as a coach has always been kind of, right. you know, he can kind of have a short fuse. He always can kind of look grumpy. You know what I mean? So, right. um, you know, especially coming off, coming off a game like that, you know, it's understandable right. that he's upset and, um, I mean, I thought, I thought the question was fair. I didn't really think it was no, a, a no, bad was question. No, there was nothing wrong with the question. Yeah. No. You know what I mean? I think, I've, I think I've it was similar questions. Yeah, no. And I, I have too, you know what I mean? Yeah. I, you know, so I think, I think it was just, you know, he was probably just annoyed. He was probably upset and, you know, I mean, it, you know, right. that, that, that happens from time to time. Yeah. I'm glad, I'm glad he came out and apologized, called the kid. Um, yeah. you know, that, 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 that was good. Well, I'm calling him a kid. He's I'm happy like the that... same age as us, but <laughs> yeah, he, yeah, he, basically, yeah, he's the same age as us. But as someone, I don't know how many coaches in the MAC that you've talked to personally, but I, I have talked to most of them. And, mm-hmm. you know, I'm, I'm happy slash grateful that most of them, or basically most slash all of them are very media friendly and they're willing to talk, you know? Right. Yeah. So, yeah. and I mean, it, it's a league that obviously doesn't get a lot of coverage. So it, it's a lot of student media that is at these games. I mean, most mm-hmm. of the time, Canisius games, I'd say, 50 to 75 percent of them i'm the only media member there right yeah exactly um, i mean just so, in the few that i've gone to this year i mean it's pretty much been the yeah. same too pretty much right. same deal i mean you know i i like at the, the season opener like there were there were a few like local local uh reporters right. like for tv stations obviously there was just the season opener but right like, beyond that yeah it's the same same type of deal so right um you know what i mean and, and to your point i mean with a smaller league like that you know you tend to you know, kind of build up a little bit of a rapport with the coaches just because, oh, you know, you're one of the few media members that, uh, you know, diligently covers the league and, you know, right. you tend to see these guys, you know, every over, year. Over. Right. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I mean, it, it's, I enjoyed, it's, I, I really enjoy talking to Greg Paulus. Yeah. Yeah. He's a, he's a good guy. He might, he might be uh, my favorite non Canisius coach in the league to talk to is Greg Paulus, but nice. Nice. I like Shaheen Holloway too. So. Yeah, he seems like a better character for sure. Yeah, he, he is, but <laughs> so. very cool. All right, well, yeah. Yeah, that, that was the last thing I wanted to bring no, up. Yeah, I just, it just yeah. popped into my head. I was like, I wonder what your thoughts are on that. Right, so. right. So, I suppose we're all good there. Yeah. All right. So, that will be it for this week's episode of the Talk and Smack podcast. Tune in twice next week. Um, again, thank you for listening. My name is Aiden Jolly alongside Adam Gorski. Good night.